Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello and welcome to another edition of Soccer to the Max. I am uh, your host, Sean Garmer, and here with me is, as always, Mr. Eric Watkins. I'm very thankful for Netflix shows like Black Mirror that way I don't have to sit through another weekend of disappointment with Orlando City. Jason, bro, nah. Uh-uh. Yeah, I'm one of the only one. I'm I'm the only one that had the team win. Uh sadly I had to FC Dallas had to go whoop Seattle 3-0. So I'm sorry, Rachel. Well, when it comes to sports, the highlight right now is the fact that I still have a team up in March Madness. My my winning team is still there. <laughs> Who's your winning team? Kentucky Wildcats. Every year. Oh, wow. you're one of the lucky ones. <laughs> yeah, this has been a crazy March Madness so far. So... Mm. Yeah, lots of brackets busted everywhere. Not many still standing, honestly. Brackets so, busted, hearts broken, things that should be punched. But that's for a separate show. 16 being a one, amazing. That uh, has finally happened. It's uh, it's freaking crazy that that's happened. But, all right, we're not here to talk about college basketball. We are here to talk about American soccer. That's and, later this week. <laughs> yeah, that's later in a, a, little, a few days. <laughs> the the guys will be talking about that. on. Uh, you can find that on the kickoff feed or just, you know, subscribe to that W2 Network. And you'll get uh, March Madness of the Max Episode 2. So, all right, but moving on here, this is our... We're going to talk some MLS results from week three. I just gave one out there. The final game of the weekend was uh, FC Dallas defeating Seattle 3-0 there. And we'll also discuss uh, more on the 2026 World Cup bid as the host cities have been named for U.S., Mexico, and Canada. We'll go through those. Freddie Adu is actually playing soccer again in America. We'll get to talk about that. Some sad news for Danny Williams and the U.S. men's national team named their squad for the Panama game. That is this week? The 27th. No, next week. Next week. Okay. So, next week. And we will start our NWSL team previews as Rachel will lead us with Washington Spirit, Houston Dash, getting more into the Kristen Press debacle that's going on right now. The Utah Royals, one of the teams that Kristen Press could go to, and Sky Blue FC. So four teams. We'll do five teams in the midweek show, whether that's Wednesday or Thursday. We haven't ironed that out yet. But, yeah, so we should probably get going here with MLS results from the weekend. Hey, D.C., still hanging in there. 
Yeah, at the mighty 5,000-seat Maryland Soccerplex. Woo! Oh, my God. Wow. Hey, you know what? They're they're uh, selling it out, right? Yeah, so. 5,000 people know you had a perfectly good building that you could have at least used in the short term while you're building your fancy schmancy new Audi field. But no! <laughs> they didn't want to be cursed yeah, by RFK anymore. Much with the MLS attendance numbers whatsoever. We know what we're doing because we're DC United. Damn it! Well, <laughs> my God. It's been a rough, rough weekend. Yeah, I mean, how did you like the 90 plus 7 goal from Acosta to tie it up? Well, I mean, it was a classic Fergie time, rescuing us or draw. Uh, Acosta had some great moves, so that was a saving grace. It would have been nice to have it in front of a five-figure audience. And I can't even curse out Ben because it isn't his decision. Damn it, Ben, why this couldn't have been your decision? You would have made this so much easier for me. He would have still gone with the ownership decision, and then you'd just be yelling at Ben. Exactly! It makes it easier for me to yell at him. Now I can't. (laughs) Oh, man. This is, uh... uh, Hey, but you know what? At least... At least they're only in eighth right now. They 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 have the one draw. They have two draws and a loss. So, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both that doesn't help. That both of my teams have earned a combined what three points out of a possible eighteen. Yep. <sighs> both the old teams doing bad right now. You, yeah. I mean, I was gonna say you could be Seattle right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, look at this. Uh, you know, three weeks into the season, your MLS Cup final is last in the Eastern Conference, even though they're in the semifinals of CCO, and last, second to last in the Western Conference. I mean, you know. But but at least with Toronto and Seattle, it's forgivable. They've got something they're shooting for in the grander scheme of things. So that's okay. We don't have one that's going to a place, playing in a place that I've never even heard of, and I've lived near there, and another team that, oh, I don't know, doesn't realize that a set formation doesn't work with his players. Damn it, Jason! You don't have two strikers. Wake up! <laughs> you did, and you you let one get away because you know uh, MLS problems. Well, don't remind me. I just <sighs> well, uh, Minnesota United. They beat Chicago two one. Chicago is one of those teams that was flying high last year and is doing absolute turd this year they have two losses and minnesota is doing okay they're in second right now well baby schweinsteiger was just born so (laughs) congratulations so maybe put some boots on that kid maybe maybe he can get out there start him young put him in coach Exactly. That's what you yeah, need to do. You gotta give him a few months to walk first. He can easily he can be tackled a lot easier if he's still crawling. <laughs> you get uh, the nil nil special of Philadelphia and Columbus. Those are always uh, something you want to be watching. Philadelphia right now fourth in the East. Columbus continuing to go on their role of being second in the East. So hey. You know, pre-court, let's keep putting the odds against your team. It seems to be doing wonderful things for them. Uh, Montreal beat Toronto 1-0. I mentioned that Toronto's down in the cellar. New York City took advantage of Orlando City and their bad formation to be leading 
the East with nine points. They were undefeated. Atlanta just absolutely throttled Vancouver. Joseph Martinez, Viva Venezuela, 4-1. Is Martinez with all three of the goals and then an own goal, because why not? <laughs> Vancouver. Well, I mean, to, to be fair, if you saw what happened with Vancouver... Uh, dude kind of freaking out after he got a red card, thanks to VAR, that led to the penalty that, it was a crazy, like, five-minute stretch early the first half. Well, speaking of VAR, who's ready? It's official. At the World Cup, there's going to be VAR. Are you ready for all the goal celebrations that are going to get killed in, like, 30 seconds? As long as I get to sufficiently laugh at certain teams, yes. And probably what was your game of the week? Sporting KC 3, San Jose 2. Wando with a 90 plus 1 goal trying to make it interesting there at the end, but they couldn't get the last one. Uh, Zuzi with a goal. So, you know what? My question is this. A, where are all these goals coming from out of nowhere for sporting? B, what happened to their defense? They uh, put that... Grand Susie on it. <laughs> that, uh, and they had that problem last year, too, so. Uh, I mean, but yes, it was great, 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 epic, 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 and then all of a sudden, downturn, downturn, and then this year, foosh. Right through the basement, having yeah. to come back to get a 4-3 win and then hanging on for a 3-2 win. This is not the kind of soccer they're used to seeing at uh, Children's Mercy Park. And they were worried when Don Dwyer left, there'd be no goals. <laughs> and then when the T Blessing left, and look at them now, they are scoring. And Bunches Vaco also scored your favorite guy, Eric. So. Hey, good for Scrabble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Call up whatever you want. To me, he will forever be Scrabble. And if he realizes this, he can get himself a damn good marketing deal. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Rushnak got a penalty for the only goal between Real Salt Lake and the Red Bulls. Red Bulls still shell shocked after they got whooped in CCL. Uh, FC Dallas, of course, I already said the score twice. Uh, Ronald Lamar with two goals. And Maxi Arruti, who's supposed to be going to Argentina. All of a sudden, I guess nobody in Argentina wanted him. So he stayed with, with Dallas. Uh, I'm and all for Seattle, that. And Seattle just piles on the injuries. Yeah, just ugh. And Clint Dempsey punches a dude right in the groin. When well, will- well, you know. No, no. Clint, did you think you were at a wrestling show or something? You're just punching people on the groins. Uh, that's what works now. Just... Everybody knows the capital of Thailand is Bangkok. You don't have to prove it to them. Best <laughs> 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 uh, pun ever. Woo. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> well, speaking of MLS, they are now involved in a lawsuit. Oh, wait. Yes, the same lawsuit that's been going on for, like, ever now. The NASL has amended their lawsuit against U.S. Soccer, now seeking damages, and MLS is now a defendant in this lawsuit. (laughs) Uh, Um, explain to me who thought this was a good idea, because I may have to introduce... Mr. 2x4 to Mr. Cranium. (laughs) (laughs) To who, Rocco? Because he's like the only one going at this at this point. Yeah, yeah, there's one guy named Rocco that I can take. Yeah, this could be worth it. So in a statement, uh, this is from Soccer America, by the way. In a statement, the NASL tries to use something said by new U.S. soccer president Carlos Codero. Uh to, I guess, use that as why they are filing this this lawsuit. Uh, Carlos Codero, during a recent election against the Federation, said the unique ownership of some creates conflicts that need to be addressed. 
The Federation has prevailed so far in its case with the NASL. So wait, he says one line? And we're now going to change our whole lawsuit? Oh my god. I mean... These lawyers are just making them some money, right? This is this has got to be all about the lawyers. Billable hours, billable hours, billable hours. So, basically, the NASL interim commissioner, Rishi Segal. The harm to come, the harm to competition and damages caused by losing the 2018 season are being felt far and wide as our business has been ground to a halt and fans, players, sponsors, vendors, and all the stakeholders who play a role in bringing the NASL to life are being negatively impacted. Well, no duh, Seagal. Okay, to me, he's going to be Steven Seagal at this point because there's really no difference if he's going to say stuff like that. Yeah, I think Steven Seagal is more relevant still at this point. Which, yeah, I'm just going to let that sit there. Which says something about (laughs) the NASL. Look. They're trying for anything. I don't blame them at this point. They I do. might get something, but isn't going to be enough for them to do anything. Look, like, NASL, we've seen this in other leagues before. There is such a thing as Pyrrhic victories. If you keep chasing dubs, you're going to keep racking up L's. Go home. <laughs> just end the misery already, please. Just please. So, uh, Freddie Adu, yes, the, that Freddie Adu, guys. The Freddie Adu that played for DC United for 87 uh, games. Those, those were the days. You know he's only 28 still? Yep. <laughs> God, I feel like he should be like 40, I know. Well, considering uh, how he's younger than me and I was in high school when he, for, when he played for DC United, yeah, 28 sounds about right. So he last played for the Tampa Bay Rowdies in the 2015. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In 2016 season, since then he has not played for anyone. Uh, you know what? Props to him for still getting signed to teams. Hopefully he does something for the lights. This might give them some publicity. And all, you know, being in Las Vegas, you kind of need that because Las Vegas is known for a heck of a lot of other things besides soccer. Especially uh, now that the uh, Knights are killing it. <laughs> yeah, the Knights, and then also, you know, you got the NFL looming as well. So you might want to get your foothold going pretty soon here. You go for it, Freddie. I got nothing against the guy. Still wanting to play. He's 28. He's younger than me and Eric. Mm -hmm. So, you know, go for it, dude. Yeah, he's roughly only at really what should be the slight downside from his peak. So you have at it. (laughs) And something that's going to hurt uh, Rachel very much, one of her favorite players, Danny Williams, broke his fibula, and he is out for the season. Excuse me while I go cry in the corner. <sighs> it's sad. It's uh, so he uh, has made uh, 
11, you know, he started 11 games, made 24 appearances for uh, Huddersfield Town. And he scored a goal in the FA Cup win over Bolton in January. So, uh, And he was injured in a, tra- a team training session, too. Wasn't even in a game. So, that Ooh. really sucks. That training injuries are always the hardest pills to swallow. <laughs> uh, I just hate, just hate hearing that because he's doing so well. And then you don't even get to finish the season or anything that has a couple of months left. It's just uh, crappy for him. So I think the last time we did the show, we were talking about the game itself, but they had not released the actual roster for the game in uh, Cary, North Carolina against Paraguay. So uh, I think I said Panama earlier. I'm stupid. Uh, so, uh, you get uh, Kakuta Mane got added. So, that's awesome. Of course, he's uh, played in MLS. Uh, or has, it still plays uh, in MLS, which now he's uh, part of the Columbus crew. Uh, the, well, they won't be the Columbus crew much longer, but they're still technically the Columbus <laughs> crew. Uh, Zach Steffen is also part of this roster. He is part of the Columbus crew. Tremendous goalkeeper, Bill Hamid, your former lead man. Eric. Oh, I, I, I can finally eat Danish again and be pleased with myself because of this. Alex Bono, the goalkeeper for Toronto. And you get uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Eric Lehigh, Matt Miazga, Shaq Moore, Eric Palmer-Brown, Anton Robinson, Jorge Villafania, DeAndre Yedlin, uh, your defenders, Tyler Adams, Marky Delgado, Kekuda Mane, Weston McKinney, Dawinson Nagby, Christian Roldan, Kenny Saif, good to see him back, Will Trap, Tim Weah, awesome for him. And in forwards, you might, you'll have some names you might recognize and one you're probably not going to. Uh, Andrea Nak- Novakovic. I'm doing this as it, what it looks like. <laughs> uh, he plays for Telstar in the Netherlands. Uh, Rubio Rubin plays for Tijuana. And, of course, Bobby Wood. So, good to see Bobby Wood back. Well, what do you think of this roster, Rachel? Young ones. It It is a lot of young players, and I am surprised that, you know, with the um, whole break and everything, like, since this is a... There's a lot of, like, FIFA matches, too. Like, a lot of international teams are taking a break. I'm surprised that not too many veterans, but even guys like Graham Zussi and Michael Bradley aren't on the roster. But I like that they're not on the roster. But I just, I really want Zach Steffens to to play. I really do. Uh, looking at this, Eric, I think... You only have like five or six. Uh, actually, technically, Kudamani plays for Pachuca now. I'm, I didn't even look at that either. Uh, so I think you have like six MLS guys. Everybody else is uh, plays in a foreign team. Mm-hmm. So. And really, this is good. I think when everybody got the message of how MLS isn't there enough yet to have it as our dominant league source for our national team and the fact that our players need to be pushed in proper direction, willing to go play abroad for some of these other leagues in these other countries to say, hey, get yourself better experience against better competition. Now we're doing this with the young blood. I really see this being a big stepping stone for the next four years, the next eight years moving forward. I love the move, and if you take this roster and you add a healthy Christian Pulisic back, this could be potentially be the nucleus of a dominant force. 
this could have been a World Cup roster, but no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Times are what they are, guys. The U.S. did not make a World Cup. And it sucks. Royally, but... What can we do? We get to take delight in friendlies that don't matter for a long while. This is the next one of them. I just hope that, you know, the team plays well. Uh, Paraguay did not make the World Cup either. Nope. So, there's that, I guess. (laughs) Uh, But they always have a tougher time. You got a lot of huge teams that you're playing in South America there. So... You can give them a pass. Look, when Chile didn't make it, Paraguay can get a pass, certainly. Oh, U.S., oh, not so much. I don't blame Paraguay at all. I mean, they've always struggled, especially with your big giants that are Conmebol, so that's okay. But when you warn people of the fact of the exact scenario and how it happened, Something 20 plus years in the making. Hey, nah. Damn it, no excuses, Bruce. Yep, none, Bruce, but this is the world that we live in now. 2019, that's when the next time a game will matter for the United States of America. Hey, this looks a nice roster. I'm interested to see how they will match these up. And who starts and everything else. Uh, good to see some of these faces back. Good to see some debuting players. But nine, I think eight or nine players that have never been capped. So that's positive. I hope Tim Waya gets some time. He was awesome in the under-20s. Personally, I think this is going to be fantastic development. Especially for next year being the banner year. Because you have the CONCACAF Nations League using it for Gold Cup qualifying, and the Gold Cup being back-to-back with the Copa America. So there's going to this is going to be a big sort of proving ground over these next 8, 10, 12 months. All right, so let's talk about these the 23 cities that are in the World Cup bid sent to FIFA on Friday. Uh, So the U.S. cities include Atlanta, Baltimore, Boston, Cincinnati, Dallas, Denver, Houston, Kansas City, Los Angeles, Miami, Nashville, New York, New Jersey, Orlando, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Bay Area, Seattle, and Washington, D.C. So maybe RFK will be used. Well, Audi Field will probably be used uh, for that. Sorry. No RFK. Uh, Are you there? Uh, Charlotte, Chicago, Detroit, Las Vegas, Minneapolis, Phoenix, Salt Lake City, and Tampa all said no, senor, uh, including Chicago, Minneapolis apparently could not agree to the requirements that are in the FIFA terms. Uh, so these are the, let, let's try to play the guessing game of what Chicago, Minneapolis said they could not deal with. So visa-free travel or visa procedures that are applied in a non-discriminatory manner, work permits issued unconditionally without any restriction, uh, tax exemptions to FIFA and to certain third parties involved in the hosting and staging of the competition, government Uh guarantees to assume full responsibility at their own cost for safety and security. That seems like a Chicago problem. Unrestricted Uh and inclusive ownership by FIFA of any commercial rights. I'm going to say the security thing is a big problem for Chicago. Security Uh, for Chicago, and I'm also thinking uh, kind of tax exemptions, because if you think about it, look at the the kind of money that would be coming in and the kind of money that would be used for these games, because let's face it, if you're hosting in Chicago, they would have used Soldier Field. If you're talking Minnesota, you're talking U.S. Bank Stadium. Full stop. (laughs) That kind of people and the fact that the taxes for those two cities, Chicago, Minneapolis, that 
they're kind of missing out on, if I'm getting this right. No, no, mm-mm. All right. Um, well, I, you know, I think you're probably right about all that. Sorry, I'm having to uh, deal with getting texts about other things at the moment uh, as well while we do the shows. That happens sometimes. Sorry about that. Uh, but, yeah, it, this it's interesting some of these things that are in these requirements from FIFA, but I'm glad that Chicago said, you know what, let's better be safe than sorry. You don't want crap happening. So, uh, other cities for candidates, Edmonton, Montreal, and Toronto, the ones you would expect Vancouver pulled out, uh, because, uh, British Columbia could not also agree to the terms that are there from FIFA. Uh, Mexico, Mexico's Guadalajara, Mexico City, Mon- Monterey. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. The main ones that you would expect, and I can think of another couple of reasons why, of all places, British Columbia would pull out of any of the Canadian deals. <laughs> why would you say that, then? Well, there's something that's going to be spreading the nation if Trudeau plays his cards right. But until then, the provinces of Ontario, but mainly the province of British Columbia, is a very, very particular hot spot, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I can kind of get what you mean on that one, too. Uh, uh-huh. Now, granted, it would be an even better reason for me to go up to Vancouver and have a business trip covering a match or two, sampling of all the uh, finest of the delectables that are on offer in various aspects. But, alas, we can't get everything we want. And Montreal comes in a close second, so... Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, I, and now I want you to go on that trip, Eric, just, just for all that. Well, uh, look, first I got to get money to have my Miami trip straightened out. Then I can focus on Vancouver after that. That needs Especially to happen. FL season. That <laughs> needs to happen. Uh, so... U.S. hosting 60 games, Canada and Mexico are hosting 10 each. FIFA is apparently expecting to only have 12 to 15 cities uh, out of all these cities here. So they're going to push this down more. You'd imagine that Mexico would probably use all three, Canada use all three, but maybe they get clipped, one of them gets clipped on each, and then the U.S. would probably lose about five of them, seven, eight. Yeah, how many cities are in total for the final count with FIFA? 23, 17 are U.S., the other six are Canada Mexico. FIFA is expecting 12 to 15. Okay, so at this point, if it's 15, then it's going to be 9, 3, and 3. But if it's 12, then you're looking at quite possibly an 8, 2, and 2 split. I could see them still clipping two in can one in Canada and one in Mexico and giving US a little bit more since they are hosting sixty games. Yeah, I mean it what I'm host saying, five in one city and five in the other, that seems pretty manageable. Yeah, and that's why I say you're going to get at least two. I think if FIFA decides to go with at least fourteen cities, either fourteen or fifteen, then both Mexico and Canada will get their three. So I think that's the real magic number. If it's 13 or less, then Mexico and Canada are getting two apiece. So, Rachel, any game, any uh, cities you would consider going to for World Cup games here that are... 
I would definitely go up to Canada, no matter where, because I just love Canada. And I've always wanted to go to Seattle, so that's that's my big thing. But I think, like, closest to me, Washington, D.C., um, Ohio, in Chicago. Well, Chicago's not doing it now, but those are the closest places to me. Of course, Eric and I have Orlando, Miami we could go to if one of those gets chosen. Exactly. And and it really depends which one I would root for. Miami, I would lean closer to if there's certain other things going around on that time that I can take advantage of. Whereas with Orlando, it's less of a worry for me because I got a year-round thing that I can take advantage of. Yeah, so, all right, that's going to do it for us talking about the the men's side of the game. The rest of it is all NWSL uh, discussion here as we get into team previews. Let's start before we talk about, I guess we should talk about Houston first, since they have the big news that's still going around here. Kristen Press, uh, the latest on that was Portland, possibly, then quickly that was killed and then there's still her going to Sweden and possibly also going in a trade to Utah after a trade to was it Seattle that fell through so uh, well the problem with the Christian press dilemma and this is why Mark Parsons and Portland pulled out so fast and how I can't see her going to the Utah Royals or the Seattle rain is so she's a big name player. She's a national team player. She did a lot for Chicago last season. Well, if they're sending Christian press to Utah or Seattle, Vera Paw and the Houston dash are going to want to get a U.S. national team player back. And you better believe that Utah's not going to send Becky Sauerbrunn, Abby Smith, Kelly O'Hara, Amy Rodriguez down to Houston. And Seattle, their only U.S. national team player is Megan Rapino, And they're not sending her down after she scored 12 goals for them last year. It's... It's just one giant, as Eric loves to say, conundrum. And I think what her best option to do is go to Sweden. Because there ain't teams out here that are going to give up so much for her. I wonder if that would be Houston ownership because Vera Paul seems like she wouldn't care if a U.S. women's national team player came back or not. Because look at who she's been signing she definitely is all about having different kinds of players, and if Kristen Press wanted to leave that bad, I think she would kind of just maybe take some picks and bring someone in that could be useful, and maybe it's not high profile, but someone else that you know could work in whatever system she's trying to pull. So I would think that that's man, you know, above her saying, "Look, we're not just taking anyone for our best player," which you shouldn't obviously. But at some point with Kristen Press being who she is, I think push is going to come to shove eventually. She's If she wants to stay in NWSL bad enough, I think she's going to be able to force something. But yeah, that, that going to Europe is always there if nothing works out. And it's not like the Swedish league is a bad league either. No. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I was going to talk about this in a little bit, but the, you know, fifth pro, Women's World Eleven. Uh, you have several Swedish players. They don't technically play in the Swedish league, but you have Swedish players that are in this, uh, in this eleven. So, uh, the goalkeeper and uh, Nila Fisher. So, you know, they produce. Some pretty good players, and you'd be going and 
probably score some goals, and then she could come back the next year to... I don't know if Houston would get to retain her rights or not, or they could send those off to somebody for a lesser... If you're if you're sending rights away, it wouldn't be as big a problem as sending the player. So maybe they worked that out. And she's so she's not on their roster, but I, I've read something a couple days ago that said if like she doesn't get signed anywhere, her rights kind of just vanish in thin air, and she can go anywhere she wants after the summer break. Mm. I don't know if that's. I'll have to find the article, but th- I read that somewhere. There's a quirky little uh, situation right there. Kind of a spontaneous free agency. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting, though, that you could, that free agency just happens like that. Yeah. Like, that's uh, cool for her if she doesn't have to do much to get out there. Um, so, hold on, I'm reading this thing from uh, Sports Illustrated, uh, that, that, uh, apparently Sunil Galati is hoping that Christian Press will stay with Houston and then join whoever she wants next season, which would possibly include the LAFC team that's coming. Uh, he thought that she'd apparently agreed to the deal, but Kristen Press says no. Uh, of course, she can sign with whoever she wants in the world market, but, you know, she has rights issues right now with uh, NWSL. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, she could just go to Sweden for the summer, right? Like you were saying. And then she could go join, like, you know, PSG or uh, several other, you know, Lyon, who just signed uh, some players. So if you don't want to come back to NWSL, that's, there's that possibility, too. You could just go sign for another team. Do you think that she winds up playing in NWSL this season, Rachel? Or No, because I can't see Seattle or Utah giving up much for her. If anything, I think Seattle, as much as it would hurt um, head coach Vlat- Vlatko, and I can never say his last name, and Dons Vosgier. Vlatko, that's how I'm going to call him. Coach. Um, as much as it would hurt him because he brought in nine defenders, and right now on their roster... Seattle, they just trimmed their roster down. Today, they have eight defenders listed on the whole thing. If anything, I could see them sending Lauren Barnes down to Houston. But I can't see them sending someone like Steph Catley, Megan Oyster, Yale Averbach. I just can't see them sending these big names. Same with Utah to get Christian Press. And and I don't think that... Press understands that this doesn't make her look very good either. It makes her look a tad bit undesirable because she's not reporting to camp. She's holding out. Mm -hmm. Not many people like a holdout. Yeah, we talk about this with other sports uh, a lot. And... You know, she's proven that she's obviously a really good forward. uh, But in a young league like this where they're really hoping that everybody just kind of, all right, you know, let's all play for the the team to help NWSL and everything. I think as far as in the league, it's going to look bad. But I don't know that outside in the world it's going to matter too much. You know, if she already has offers – from teams, I think they're just looking at okay, we just get to sign a really good player. So, but coming back into the VSL later, like next year, I don't think you're gonna. As long as you know she has time to prove that okay, I'm still out there doing my thing. 
this isn't getting into my head and I go out there to Sweden or wherever and have a terrible year, she'll have teams wanting her next season with, like, no problem. I think right now it's just an issue. And, you know, the thing is, too, like, if, if they weren't asking for another big player in return, I don't think any of these teams would be having a problem with any of this right now. I no. Think part of them understand no. that. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I think at this point, too, when you're so close in the season kicking off, mm-hmm. these coaches have a plan. Right. Like, there's so much, and especially with Utah and Seattle, there's so much depth up top that you you know who you're going to play on your opening day right now. And I just, I don't know. I just can't see, I cannot see her just kind of coming in and shaking it up. Yeah, it's it's going to be difficult. Again, like Houston would have to come down on the asking price, and I still think that's management, not necessarily the coach, but that's also who deals with, you know, if you have GMs or whatever, they're the ones that deal with if you're sending a player off or whatever. Uh, Paul probably gets some decision in that, but I don't think she gets to decide on everything uh, when it comes uh, that way. So let's start with Houston here. Uh, they start March 25th. At home against the Red Stars. Uh, that's how they begin their season. Kristen Press is not on the squad. They also had a player say that she's going to go ahead and go off to Europe and not play either. Of course, with a new coach coming in, you lose a lot of players from last year as well. Uh, she decided to go ahead and let Andresinia, Pollyanna go. Carly Lloyd, of course, went off to uh, Sky Blue where she wanted to go. And uh, several other uh, players gone as well. And the players she brought in are sort of, we kind of have to wait and see, right? Either this is going to turn out to just shock everyone in the league, or it's going to be one of the worst debut seasons for a coach. And keep in mind, this is a coach who she's been doing this since 1998, but she's only coached national teams. She coached uh, Scotland, the Netherlands, Russia, and South Africa. This is her first time doing club coaching, which is really incredible if you think about it, because normally that's not how it goes. It's you do your club coaching, and then you go to national team. But the the problem with the roster is that there is nobody that stands out. There's nobody that you look at and you're just like, wow, I can't wait to watch them. Uh, the only people, I guess, that could come to mind, Akilia Ojai when she comes back from being recovered from an ACL injury. Kaya Simon is a little bit eye-catching. She's an Australian international and after bouncing around to three different clubs last season, it's nice to see Christy Mewis have a place where she is actually valued. But other than that, and, and Jane Campbell's a pretty solid goalkeeper, but one one wrong step and Sammy Joe Prudhomme from the Boston Breakers, who they picked in the uh, dispersal draft, she could come in and take her job so fast. There's really no eye-catching player on the roster. Yeah, Kristen Press was that one eye-catching player they had left. And so if she doesn't come back, which looks like that won't happen, you're really hoping that these decisions that, uh, you know, your coach, you know, Vera has made stick with you and and work out. Uh, Because if you don't, you might be able to keep teens from scoring a lot, but you're not going to be scoring in much goals yourself, which that's a problem. Uh, and apparently they've she's they've been moving or she's been moving players around. Uh, Christy Muse has been playing in defense in the preseason, and you know she's been moving. I think their leading goal scorer from last season. Uh, in defense as well. So 
that's a that's another issue. You got to find the goals. Yeah, I just it's so hard when you when you lose so many good players and then you get back Kelia Ojai, who has proven to be a great player, but she was out all last season with her ACL injury. There's so much uncertainty around this team right now. Yeah, they could easily wind back up right at the bottom again. Uh, so let's focus on another team that was sort of at the bottom, but with all of their additions, I can't see how they are anywhere but near the top uh, This for this season. Uh, and a very young squad at that. So they lost uh, Stephanie Love, their goalkeeper, and Shalina Zadorsky, but that's it. They went and added Ashley Hatch, Rose Lavelle in the freaking dispersal draft, Rebecca Quinn, Taylor Smith, and Andy Sullivan. I mean, you add that to you already, you know, having a Mallory Pugh. I mean, that's a pretty formidable team you got going there. And honestly, yes, Ashley Hatch is fantastic, and I think she's the best out of the young attacking players that you've mentioned. I've always been a big Ashley Hatch fan. Mallory, Mallory Pugh, uh, Rose Lavelle, Andy Sullivan, all great players. But Taylor Sullivan was the big pickup that they needed because they struggled so much on defense last year. I honestly thought they were going to try to get Megan Oyster back in the dispersal draft, but she ended up going to Seattle. But there's five defenders. So if Jim Gabar, the head coach, plays with a four-woman defense, which is what you should, then there's going to be one person on the bench and one person for rotation. Now, granted, they have nine midfielders so far, and they have 23 out of 20 players, so they still have to cut a little more but with the depth at midfield there's going to be a lot of defensive midfield playing there's going to be a lot of switching around seeing hey maybe this person could work out as a defender I think I think on the roster listed on the NWSL site they have Tori Huster listed as a midfielder but she's been playing a lot on defense um I've always been a big fan of Caprice Didasco and i I really can't wait to see her this year. I think she's going to have a good breakout season. Estelle Johnson is Estelle Johnson. She's fantastic all the time, but they needed Taylor Smith. And truthfully, I think they needed Aubrey Bloodsoe to come in and be that number one goalkeeper because Kelsey Weiss did it before. But I just don't think that her or Dee Dee Harrisick have the same talent that Aubrey Bledsoe has. And Aubrey Bledsoe proved that last year when down in Orlando, Ashlyn Hatch went out and she stepped right on in, didn't even miss a beat. The only issue I have with Washington is Coach Gabara needs to make sure that Ashley Hatch doesn't get lost in players like Mallory Pugh, Rose Lavelle, and Andy Sullivan. That goes for Ashley Hatch. That goes for Fran- Franny Ordega, Havana Salone, and even Callie Farquharson. I think they're all really good players, and I think that he, he's he got a great problem of having so many players that can play so many different positions and can play them really well. I'm excited to see his first lineup. Yeah, it's it's gonna be. Uh, of course, they play on Saturday. You can watch them in the late game because they play Seattle, uh, ten o'clock on Go Ninety. So if you're up late on a Saturday, go watch them. And of course, the NWSL season starts this weekend, so make sure you uh, check out uh, all these games. So moving on here to the technically right, the new team, the expansion team. Uh, Utah Royals FC, and they, of course, had to get permission from certain players from FC Kansas City to uh, stick with them. Uh, some of them did, uh, including you know Becky Sauerbrunn. So you've got a big cog in your defense. 
that you brought in, as well as a Kelly O'Hara, uh, Abby Smith as well. Uh, you did lose uh, Christina Gibbons, Shake Room. Of course, Lily Ruby knew she was going to be gone, so I don't know how much of a loss that is. But yeah, and you're, you got a new coach in Laura Harvey. Everything's new for this team, but coming together the way this roster looks right now, they could surprise. And Laura Smith is going to have such a hard time making last-minute cuts because she has so many good players on this roster. I think a nice diamond in the rough is going to be Erica Tomrak. And I think Amy Rodriguez, she was out in twenty in 2016 with pregnancy, and last year she tore her ACL. And I think this year she's just going to come back and just explode in the league she is she's really hungry for more now I think goalkeepers where it gets kind of tricky because Abby Smith looks like the number one goalkeeper but Nicole Barnhart did a lot of really good things down for FC Casey but she's not getting any younger and truthfully I would trust Abby Smith any day of the week I think it's interesting that Laura Harvey decided to stick with two goalkeepers, cutting EJ Proctor, who was one of their draft picks. But at the same time, I think it's a good idea. So no matter who starts, preferably I think it's going to be Abby Smith. But either way, you have a solid backup in Nicole Barnhart. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Uh, You got... uh... One with a 75.8 save percentage, the other one with a 72.6. You know, you had uh, six clean sheets for Barnhart, three for uh, for Abby Smith. So, like you said, can't go wrong with either one. And injuries happen, right? If you have a goalkeeper that you know you can put in and you're not going to miss a beat at all, that just helps the team, helps them keep going. And they already have veteran presence everywhere. You add that in on the goalkeeping line, and that's going to improve that team even more. Uh, Like you said, lots of diamonds in the rough here that could come out of this. A hungry Amy Rodriguez, Kelly O'Hara that probably wants to prove things on a new team. I think this is is one of the teams to watch. They play the Orlando Pride first on Saturday. Uh, Go 90. So watch out, Eric. Utah could be pulling that upset. At this rate, the way that Utah has built itself, it really wouldn't surprise me. It really wouldn't. Well, there you go. Vote of confidence. (laughs) I I honestly have have Utah winning the whole thing this year. I think Laura Harvey's overdue for an NWSL championship. I was going to save that for the midweek show, but hey. You got that early. Rachel's pick is the Utah Royals there. So the last team that we're doing for this show is Sky Blue, who have some big additions uh, when it comes to who they have added to the roster. Carly Lloyd being one of them, so that is a huge add. Uh, You get to Christina Gibbons, Shea Groom, Katie Johnson, Adriana Leone, Savannah McGasco, who's been the talk of the town as far as uh, after the draft. Uh, of course, you lose Sam Kerr, who is also huge the other way. Kelly O'Hara as well. So you're going to lose two of your big presences uh, across the field. It's going to be really hard to replace the 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 Golden Boot winner last year of Sam Kerr, but. Do you think they have enough to get it done still? I mean, I don't... Personally, I don't think they have... With The way the NWSL works is that only four teams make the playoffs. And these are such competitive teams. But I don't think Sky Blue has enough to make it there. I th- I like the fact that their midfield, a lot of them stayed the same. Daphne Corbo, Sarah Killian, Raquel Rodriguez, and Madison Tiernan are all returners. But I just don't think... The problem is, and Carly Lloyd, yes, she's a big name. Yes, she's a two-time FIFA 
um, player of the year. Yes, she is fantastic with the U.S. national team, but she hasn't been consistent since like the 2016 season. She's kind of in her downhill recession. Maybe now that she's back home in New Jersey, something will light a spark. I read an article today where she said that she is so much more energized and she is so much more motivated than she was down in Houston. But I don't think that they have it quite there yet. And I say that a lot because of their defense. Amanda Frisbee was a really good pickup in the dispersal draft. And I really like Domi Richardson and Rebecca Stott. I don't think they have it quite there yet. It's going to be... It's one of those teams where there's going to be a learning curve, but I don't think that learning curve is going to get solved within that first and second months. I think it's going to be a season-long problem. But I do give Sky Blue credit for one thing. Hiring Denise Reddy, I think she's the diamond in the rough. You have two new head coaches um, promoted, not counting Laura Harvey and Vladko because they were already NWSL coaches. But you have two new head coaches. You have Vera Paw, who is just shaking things up down in Houston. And you have Denise Reddy, who is making smart, practical decisions with Sky Blue. I think what's going to happen, though, that might be the downfall of Sky Blue, is they're going to focus too much on Carly Lloyd, and they're going to build their whole offense, their whole team around her. And if she doesn't play well, then it's just going to fall apart. That's what happened with Houston last season. They tailored their entire team around her. Then she got injured. And then they just completely fell apart. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Like you said, I think what happens here with Sky Blue is going to depend a bit on what happens with Carly Lloyd is... Obviously, she's going to have the motivation, but being older, those injuries happen, right? Uh, And any little nick or whatever that you get is a bigger deal for somebody that's bordering on 39 to someone that's, you know, just coming out of there at 22, 23, whatever. So I feel like this is going to be the uh, Savannah McGaskill is going to have to partner up with the Shea Grooms and the like to really be leading here and just rely on the being able to keep the same team in a lot of other places to kind of push them through. And like you said, I don't know that that's going to be enough with some of the superstars that you've got on some of these teams that are going to make it difficult to get in that final four. It will be interesting. I don't know if I don't know if this is a team that can recover from losing Sam Kerr too cuz she's just everyone's like, "Well, you know, you've got Carly Lloyd. Well, Carly Lloyd's not Sam Kerr." No, she's not. Uh no way. Not right now, at least in in the twilight of her career. So, yeah. Like I said, you're going to have to have, this could be a team effort thing, and you're going to have to have one of these younger players at forward just step up and decide, okay, I'm taking this one, and it's going to be my year, and, you know, and I don't know when you've got players on, on some of these other teams that it's it's only four four teams, you're only going to be able to get so many in there, and Sky Blue might be on the edge of being out, honestly. So, all right, uh, NWSL preview part one is done, and on Wednesday or Thursday we'll have the part two. We'll have our uh, Eric. You can of course chime in with this too. Your picks on who's going to win it and that kind of thing. And yeah, we'll be getting ready for that week one of the season that happens on Sunday, and you know, whatever news is happening by then too. Yeah. And finally, Go90 has gotten their act together, so that's one less thing for me to complain about this season. 
Yeah, so let's look at that schedule for the first week here. So you get uh, the two teams we haven't talked about that we'll talk about on the midweek show in Cary, North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina Courage, Portland Thorns, a rematch of the NWSL final happening on Lifetime on Saturday at 3.30. Then you get Orlando, Utah in the 7.30 slot on Go90 from Orlando. And in Seattle at the UW Medicine Pitch at Memorial Stadium at 10 o'clock against Seattle and Washington. Then the Sunday game is Houston and Chicago with... um, which team is on a buy? Sky Blue is on a buy uh, for the first week. So, yeah, those that's your four games. Only have to deal with the one on Sunday at five o'clock on Go Ninety as well in Houston. So, there you go. Seems a uh, nice, uh, nice schedule there for the first week. And Saturday you get a nice just run through of games. You're going to watch them all straight through. That seems like a lot of fun. All right. Well, until the midweek, hope you all liked and enjoyed what you heard here. If you did, you can always hit subscribe on soccer to the max. That helps. We are also part of last word radio, part of last word on sports, lastwordsoccer.com where we get posted on last word soccer. So make sure you check us out there. Uh, you can subscribe on Last Word Radio, which is on all the places you'd imagine there's podcasts. Uh, they're on Podbean. Of course, you can subscribe here on Spreaker. Or just subscribe to the whole W2 Network that gets everything that we do. And, of course, we're the official soccer podcast of W2Net.com. So always check us out there. And until we see you again pretty soon, see you later, everybody. Peace. Go Sounders. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.